Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan, here with me on this particular musical journey and expedition uh, is my crew, my team. We've got Brett. Bonjour. Uh, we've got Drew. Howdy, y'all. And we've got Patrick. Hello. Uh, we're here gathered to share music with one another. Uh, we have our little quorum. We, we take turns. We share music with each other. Uh, albums, an album at a time. Uh, and the person sharing an album this week is Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us this week? Uh, we're going to revisit the band Mastodon with their uh, new record that just came out a couple of weeks ago, Emperor of Sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, discussion we'll have now. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? Uh, you know, I haven't listened to a ton of Mastodon, and I'm not super familiar with them. Um, you know, I, I knew they were on the proggy side. I knew they were from Georgia. Um, I knew that they 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 have a, a little bit of a different shtick than than a lot of other acts. Uh, their their peers are a little separated from them. But otherwise, I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't know what modern mastodon like of today sounds like. <laughs> uh, who their contemporaries are. Uh, Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? I guess mine was even less than that i was like okay metal right i know that i know enough about mastodon to know they're metal um but besides that like it's not something that was like ringing familiar to me as far as like what i should expect from the sound so it was it was patrick and it was metal so i was both excited and scared a little bit because like <laughs> i don't remember doing mastodon before so i wasn't 100 percent sure what i was gonna get yeah, this is uh this is this is definitely a revisit. Uh, but I had to double check myself as well, uh, just to make sure. But yeah, we 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 had previously talked about Leviathan. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I had I'm, that I'm, same thing earlier today. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> we listened to Leviathan, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot. <laughs> um, but well, I mean, we'll talk about. Uh, let's see how if that's reflective of anything. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Patrick, what, how would you just how would you describe this album musically? What what would be the theme song I uh, that make it up? So the the album we did before Leviathans from thirteen years ago, it was the album that kind of put them on the map, which was actually it was their second record. Uh, since then, Mastodon have changed a lot. Um, gone is the uh, almost completely gone is the screamed vocals. Uh, they have discovered like clean vocals and melodies, and they've gotten way proggier. Like they always, they always had the technical ability that they got lumped in with prog. But the last two or three records, they kind of like went that direction. There's a lot of like, you know, little nods to psychedelic stuff. The guitars are always uh, a little bit sort of rock and roll rather than you know Eddie Van Halen tappy shreddy stuff. Although there is some serious shredding that goes on here. Uh, I, I actually like, I, I had been listening to their album previous to this, uh, for a while and really liked kind of 
that like this band still you can tell they're Mastodon and sometimes there are parts of songs that still sound like the first two records. But like this is a band who kind of evolved and reinvented themselves and found, I think, a newer, arguably better sound. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Well, in my uh, well, first off, I, I did some homework, like actual. Home- I read a Rolling Stone article, <laughs> uh, which I, I I try not to do. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I wanted to figure this album out a little bit better because uh, you know, on its face, you know, it's it's a metal album, but this is this is one of them their uh, concept albums. Um, it's a it's sort of their they're going through and dealing with uh, mortality and cancer uh, drove them to uh, write this album like they did. Uh, I guess I could see that, um, you know, it of the genre it's talking about it musically um, or performance wise, uh, you know, having a skilled drummer, a skilled guitarist, that's the, that's the barrier to entry to metal. But what is often overlooked is the performance of a quality egg shaker, egg shakers, right up in the microphone top of the mix man they were on point with that egg shaker like it was so prominent in the mix on two or three songs i was like man somebody must be really into it. it's like it's almost like too much cowbell um <laughs> but not quite enough um i i really did enjoy some of the other things that they did there's there's a couple stuff i'll get to when we get into track by track but um some of the a lot of the effects that they used there was some modulation that they used on the guitar but a lot of it was just like straight up overdriven um and some of the photos the press photos i i saw um you know they were uh, playing a gibson es335 i'm very familiar with that guitar it's really good to play prog style music it cleans up real good gets dirty real good it's a pretty all it's a swiss army knife of guitars um and uh they used it to to good effect here they also did that that nifty thing where you put the uh wah pedal sort of at the tone you want your overdrive to be and you just leave it you keep your foot off and just let it be your tone knob they did some of that to, to good effect and they didn't make it sound like it was a metallica solo um you know because that was yeah but you know the, the i was pretty impressed with the with the musicianship the the little things that they did the the fact that you could actually hear hand percussion when you've got a drummer who's hitting all the drums all the time like that that entire kit gets used he has to change all the heads. Um, so, like, I, I was pretty impressed uh, with some of the musicianship that I saw, especially early on. Like, it, it gets you right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be the themes of that caught your attention? Having, having just checked back uh, after Patrick said it to Leviathan um, in the track list, I think, I'm thinking I'm remembering this now. Um, it's the one about a whale. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the second track is I Am Ahab. Yeah, no. <laughs> Look, I'm sort of remembering a little bit of that now. But There's a guy who makes a coffin. He ends up... Never mind. Yeah. Um, But, like, as far as this album goes, the first thing that hit me really hard about this one was the drums. The drums in the mix were very, very prominent. And to me, if you're going to put the drums as prominent as they put the drums in the mix and that far forward, you have to have somebody who deserves that. Because, God, they were like they were right alongside. Like it felt like they were right alongside the guitar. So Brandaler 
deserves some commendation because, yeah, he was really good. I feel like um, a lot of metal, especially modern day like metal, you either fall into the drummer that is like blast beats or you have some actual like really solid technicality in your drums. And yeah, he has a kit and he uses that kit. He uses a full kit. He doesn't have a big kit to try to like be the flexing. I'm a drummer with a giant kit and I know how to use the toms and both these bass pedals. Like now nah, he, he works that shit and that's pretty awesome. Um, the overall feeling of the record is this is a heavy metal record. It is not heavy by way of overly distorted screaming weirdness. This is a heavy metal record in the sense that there is weight and there is purpose to pretty much all of it, um, which I think is cool. I did not know about the fact that this was a concept album. I'm going to have to go back and give it another listen uh, just to pick that sort of stuff up. It's but a little like, looser of a concept than like like Leviathan, which is literally we read Moby Dick and we wrote a record about it. This is just sort <laughs> of it's it's more I would say the concept is just that it's a thematic thing, sort of dealing with one's own mortality. Yeah, which and, again, you know one of um, one of my favorite records to do that um is uh uh, Francis the Mute, which is essentially the same thing. It's a, a loose idea, but in one concept and sort of pieced together that way. So, like, I can I can dig on that. It had that, and this is not a this to any of the bands involved, but I feel like this is would be what Acid Bath would be if they got more technical and more proggy. Um, than just staying in the sludge that Acid Bath sort of stayed with. And I will take that every day of the week because this was, it had that cool dark weight to it, but it had some really great musicality to it. And I think that's really kind of fantastic. Spoiler for <laughs> yeah. two blocks from now, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Getting ahead of myself. Um... But yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it has a great kind of like uh, a breath to it, uh, a great musicality to it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it just has a great, great uh, bombastic vibe to it. I think a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, the musicianship is pretty top notch. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some of the key tracks. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks to zero in on? Uh, I'll do the record breakers thing and start out with Sultan's curse the opening track um this uh I, I it just sort of is a really good encapsulation of what i like about what they're doing right now it's still really heavy but it's far more melodic it uh you know you get you know sung vocals although troy still kind of half screams but he uh his voice really improved and he figured out how to do something that that uh that really works Troy being the bass player slash former lead singer now there's three lead singers because fuck it um it's got a cool six eight groove in the middle of it um and it it really is like to me a manifestation of all the of all the talent they've always had but directed towards like a 
very like progressive technical sort of sort of song style uh precious stones uh the vocals are really really great on this one uh like i loved what macedon did vocally back in the uh, screamy days but i am finding myself more and more loving what they're doing now sort of with way more singing uh it's got great guitar melodies because those are you know a thing that good good songs need and it, it, it again it's it very much encapsulates the sound it's definitely metal but it's like groovy too and like really 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 well executed and then uh the uh the closing track because i'm a weirdo jaguar god it's a uh, it's kind of like a ballad that gets like heavy in the middle um but it i like it, they they kind of have done this on a couple records where like the last track is kind of allowed to wander and be a little be a little like weird and usually slightly uh like slower and softer but it has this the the ending solo is just like the i'm gonna it's it's uh i assume brent hines going i'm going to play the most old school of metal solos and i'm just gonna play it for like a minute and it's really really great and uh I, this is one of those records where like i could talk about three or four more tracks on it but i'm gonna leave it there with those three because i think the whole record's strong um yeah uh, there, there's some there's there's a lot of songs to pick from uh but yeah let's talk about specific ones brett what would be some of the key tracks for you well uh sultan's curse um he's got to marry his daughter off but there's this up-and-coming guy named prince all no um sultan's curse uh it's the uh the first um the first single off the album um and like was mentioned earlier it does have that cool uh, time signature that is familiar to many if you've heard Metallica's Don't Tread on Me. Um, it works pretty well with palm muted guitars to, to accentuate the, the drum beat as its own little bit of percussion. Um, and there are some interesting uses of modulation on the guitar uh, that, that I, I found pretty all right. Um, Show Yourself, uh, the second single off of this album, um, it's it's extremely approachable, especially if you think uh, you're not into this kind of music. Um, it's catchy. It's not overly complicated. Um, it it doesn't hang around for 14 minutes. Um, there's no weird like space noise middle section. Um, it's it's a pretty solid track. Uh, I, although it does sort of sound like you know. I, I know I'm in mixed company here, but it sounds like something that a wrestler would, would walk up to. Um, it, it's one of those kind of songs. Um, that's more descriptive than, than a judgment call. But yeah. um, that, that was when we were doing my album that we had a wrestler walk up track. Sorry. But Hulk Rules? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Pre- Hulk, yeah. Hulk yeah. Rules. Yeah. I'll, that was you, right? Yeah. You. You can blame him. Um, Precious Stone. <laughs> Uh, th- this is the song where they, they use the, the crybaby wah pedal um, to set their, their overdriven tone. Um, and uh, it's, it's just proof that if you've got a crybaby wah, you don't have to go voodoo child on it with your foot all the time. It, it works just fine not being messed with if you got it set right. Um, and they did. They had it set just right. It, it, the, the, the tone that they got out of it uh, fit very well in the mix. Especially when you when you've got so much stuff going on in every song, and you've got like a million people singing all at once in songs, having having really good guitar tone, that that's more good tone than just in your face in the mix tone. Um, it, it's it's pretty nice. They they knew what they were doing. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, there, there are other tracks. I, I could go down the list of all of the tracks. Again, there, there are a lot of tracks you could piece things out. Um, I will just hit on, they, they do a really good job of harmonizing, especially to, towards the end of the album. And when you have Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and every now and then Young singing too, uh, they know what they're doing. There was some harmonization that uh, I wasn't expecting out of a metal album uh, uh, being sang so cleanly and on pitch because singing's kind of hard. And if you spend your whole life playing rock and roll music uh, and you're playing it on an instrument, the voice is, is secondary sometimes. And yeah. they, they were able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, We'll go with Salt and the Curse again. Um, this, to me, is just a great opening to a metal record. It does the... You hit them with the headbanging thing, you bring it down for some like cool guitar licks, and then you bring them back in for the headbanging thing, right? Like That progression has been done since Pantera's been doing it, and goddamn, that's still great. Um, Clandestiny, I didn't realize that um, Mastodon was fans of uh, Trilobite and the Makers of Seven guests and all that, but um, the synthy weirdness that goes along. Yeah, go ahead. Laugh it up. Nope. I brought that nope. shit up. Matt nope. Games from 96. What's up, motherfuckers? Um, <laughs> but the synthy weirdness on that track was pretty great. Um, like, it, two minutes in, it gets into this, like, off in the weeds sort of thing that I am totally okay with metal going off in the weeds every now and again. And then there is an eight minutes track or damn near eight minute track to end this album that I think pretty much is a great, like a vertical slice of what this band is from top to bottom to me, or at least this album, like it does like Patrick said, it does ballady things. It does heavy headbanging things. It goes off into the weeds a little bit here and there. Yeah. It's eight minutes long. So yeah, they have the room to do that, but it never felt like it was out of place at all being that long it still made sense as like a one piece or one song sort of thing which can sometimes be hard to do to make a song go more than like five six minutes and have it still make sense but they did it and hats off to them for that yeah they, they, they did a lot of really cool things with 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 those with all all throughout the song with like all all the harmonizations and all the kind of like the everything was just had this this uh this ep- like nice epic vibe and a nice epic emotion, null tone to it, just kind of like, yeah, like make you feel like, yeah, this is a metal record. It just kind of things like that make you feel, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Let you sit down, put it on your freaking, uh, on your speakers, uh, in your room, just like, yeah, um, <laughs> let. Let's bring it back around the horn uh, to get some conclusions on this album. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusions on this album as a whole? Well, I mean, this is a well-crafted album. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, If you're slightly inclined to like rock and roll music in general, uh, this is some of that. And uh, it's, it's it's not an album that's going to be out of reach for most people to understand. Uh, it does some pretty cool things, and uh, yeah, I mean, you could do a whole lot worse. <laughs> uh, and we and we have, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I already brought up whole cruels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
album's a goddamn classic. Uh, Drew, what what would be your conclusions on this album as a whole? There, there are times where I like an album to be raw as shit. I like it to be just sort of like they went in, they just played the album, they got out of the studio, and they went back on tour sort of feel to it, right? And there are some times where I really appreciate people who can go in the going to the studio, going to a recording environment and really create something special. It's not just an encapsulation of like what the band wants to do creatively, but it's also like, no, what can we do? Like, what can we, what buttons can we hit on these machines to make this really cool? And I think that it's really hard to find um, really fun metal bands that do that i feel like the metal bands that sometimes do it get a little bit up their own ass every now and again and i feel like this was there was something about this that i just had a good time sort of diving into um and sort of working through and figuring out and i think that's i really enjoyed it and if this is the direction this band is going then i am i want to be along for that ride because that's pretty damn cool Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a lot to really enjoy about the the tone and the vibe of this album has just good bombastic fun heavy metal but with such a nice so so many nice little elements to it that's just like that musicianship is really cool and the thoughtfulness and like the 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 making a complete creative project you know uh from you know from top to bottom with uh all tie, you know all no loose tie no loose ends just like this is the the fully encapsulated vision of what we wanted to create with this album uh is really cool uh patrick what would be your conclusions on this album um so a lot of the bands from this era like when I'm speaking of like the new wave of American heavy metal from like late nineties, early two thousands, several of which I've talked about on this show, a lot of them don't make music. I enjoy anymore. Like they just, for whatever reason, the changes they made don't suit me. This is a band who made some creative changes that somehow just grabbed me and make a lot of sense. I mean, they went from being a band with one guy who screamed to being a band with three guys who sing and, you know, never changed members and and really embraced embraced something that was always part of their sound but you know expanded upon it and tried new shit and you know took in new influences and fused it into a a really cool band um i also kind of had the overall thought that like i looked sort of how many metal bands like really have a career of making great music beyond just 10 years i feel like that is the lifespan of most metal bands you look at metallica 10 or 12 years encapsulates all their really good stuff. Some people agree much less. I'm, I'm on the opinion, uh, once Cliff died, it all went downhill. But if you're, if you're being generous and giving them through and justice for all, that's like 12 years. Anthrax about 12 years, Megadeth, even less like bands, like metal is often very much associated with a time. Megadeth is like that. hard to count though. Because Megadeth was pretty much spite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be but fair. like, like they had a couple of good albums in the mid '80s, and it all kind of ended in like '93, '94. 
and, and everything after that was never quite as good. It was just they felt everything basically after 10 or 12 years feels kind of like a nostalgia act. Whereas I feel like these guys are this is 17 years in and they're still finding new things. I mean, this album sounds like the last one, but it definitely doesn't sound like the first couple. Uh, and I just I found that to be really interesting to me, just being a music nerd. I mean, there are some bands I can think of that have been you know successful at lasting a long time, like Meshuggah or Opeth, but there, there's not a lot of them. So. Uh, Pantera, you know, uh, the their uh, first album doesn't sound like their yeah. Well, <laughs> like Pantera, like they're they're diamond good Darryl. years. Yeah, like their yeah. good years are what like ninety to two thousand two, and I, I'm, the last album was their well, best work. Uh, I mean, Halford right now is gargling saltwater, getting ready to hit the high notes still. But yeah, it's it's a novelty. But, but act. like it's these, a nostalgia. Yeah, thing. it's a nostalgia. Yeah. Act. It's not like it's. The bands stop evolving and are always, you know, Metallica has always been a thrash band. That's all they've ever made. Like, this is, I like that they've tried some new shit and, and it happened to be good. So, uh, if you Metallica like Metallica has made stuff that isn't thrash, but it's, it's, it's not good. Trash. Yes. It's, it's horrific. I'm not even going to call it garbage because it's an insult to Shirley Manson. Hey, man. You're stepping you're on my shtick. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like, if you like rock and roll music, if you like guitar heavy stuff, this is a really, really fun album and proof that rock and roll ain't completely dead. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, other than some nitpicky things, uh, <laughs> <laughs> technically rock and roll and hard rocker. Uh, but, uh, the, yeah, those are our thoughts on, uh, on, Mastodon uh, and the Emperor of Sand. Uh, now we get to the main event of the evening. We get to our haiku review. Uh, sum it all up in, in poetic format. Uh, let's just stick with the same initiative. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Uh, more than I expected. A pretty okay album is pretty. Uh, I. Uh, refrigerator. What the fuck, Brett. <laughs> I, I, you, can't, I, you can't make a one syllable, three syllables. You... Okay, it's all right. It's pretty, it's pretty all, right. all right. There you go. That's four syllables. No, it's pretty all right. Pretty all right. No, it's it's pretty the, all right. It, 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 There's an it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is pretty it. There you go. Pretty tight. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Solid heavy rock with a lot of weighty riffs. Yeah, I can dig it. Can you dig it? Uh, Alright, my haiku. Good heavy, good heavy metal with technique and emotion. A pretty fun ride. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? 17 years in, maybe better than ever. If in doubt, go prog. And that's something everybody can get behind. Yeah. Drive your spaceships into black holes, everybody. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, roll them dice. Yes. Just make an entire album out of your D&D campaign. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those are our thoughts on Mastodon's Emperor of Sand. You can, of course, find it on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. Uh, follow along at home. Do your homework. 
uh, on that Spotify playlist, of course, is going to be next week's record, uh, as long as I remember to put it up uh, in time. Uh, and that'll be provided by Brett. Brett, what do you got for us next week? Well, we're not straying too far away. And I say that knowing that we're going to be listening to a Mexican acoustic guitar duo. Uh, we're going to go to 2006, the self-titled album of Rodrigo E. Gabriela. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look forward to that discussion. The fuck? <laughs> next week. Trust me. This is a slow uh, pitch down the middle. Uh, look forward to that discussion next week. Uh, but that's next week, and this is this week. And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is the Hibbity Bear Bird. H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. <laughs> Drew is at x Super X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Uh, yeah. Uh... You can check us out, Rebelli TV, on Twitch, on YouTube, on a bunch of different places. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Is that, is that an NXT? I doubt it. I doubt it. Same pack. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say. In, sorry. It's Impact Live. Not to derail that. They pop a pump. What the yes. fuck? Motherfucker used to be able to cut a promo. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say he went from being blacklisted and having a picture of him uh, on a security checkpoint saying, do not let this man enter at the WWE. Who's running the showings? Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. World class. Yes. <laughs> Nearly award nominated podcast. Right. <laughs> We're nearly pod safe. Yes. Well, now we are. We're a pod safe. Yes. I fixed it. <laughs> we we would have won an award. We, we would have won a pod safe award by not being, and still not be pod safe, probably. Yes. That, that. yes. It was like a pod, a pod safe award for a podcast whose theme song was a bad religion song. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would have stolen an award for. We would have not from, earned From anything. such other deserving shows as. Uh, anybody else <laughs> yes uh-huh we're a bunch of garbage <laughs> uh all right moving on you can find where, where can they things. contact us we, i said all the things like share subscribe do the things until next time hasta los huevos i have to
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>